Welcome to the Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities, so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista Magazine and Botanica, and I have an awesome client and personal friend here, Julie Perino, who is going to be sharing with us um, some of her ideas about her new business, um, next steps, and uh, I think she's really going to shed a big light on a lot of the questions that I think many of us have when we start new businesses. So welcome to the podcast, Julie. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for having me, Angel. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be so fun. Okay, so uh, so interesting. Like before I go into the reading, I just want to have all of us get to know you a little bit better. I know, I know, I've been working with you for months now, maybe over a year. I'm not quite sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about your business, your business idea, and uh, then we'll take it from there. Sure. Um, so currently, I'm working as a philanthropic consultant, which means I work with nonprofits to excuse me, help them get started, um, help them with their strategic and funding planning and to help them execute those plans, whether it's, you know, raising money or raising visibility and things like that. And I realized that I, you know, when we first started working together, I met you through a mutual client and how I you know, make these things happen for other people, but not myself. And really my passion is how do I help um, women who are in transition, whether it's transitioning out of a relationship, helping women who are, um, you know, trying to get a hold of their finances, um, how do I, how do I support women in transition? And um, I've been, you know, working the signature your signature system, and my stumbling block had always been around: Am I credible enough? Like, have I built up enough credibility? Have I? Um, you know, done enough work to be able to attract the types of clients that I would like to work with, um, which are women who are, you know, really committed to their growth 
and um, really you know, needing that handholding to walk their path. So I feel like I've had my business model, um, but it's that lack of faith in mm -hmm. credibility and the ability to attract my kismet clients to um, really you know, empower me to take that step forward. You know what? And I think there's a lot of people listening today that feels the exact same way. And I think what's tripping everybody up is firstly that the internet is just making anything possible. Um, there's so many people doing all kinds of things. You're just like, what? You created a business doing what? And it's kind of like anything goes and it goes so against what we've been taught you know, uh, in culturally, just in the society of just like, we need to have credentials and we need to um, have certifications and degrees and work experience and all these things. And I think the biggest thing, and I'm so excited to kind of dive into your chart to kind of dig deeper so everybody can hear is, uh, you know, we have these hobbies, we have these things that we do that have nothing to potentially do with our day-to-day nine-to-five job um, that have been, um, that are just our interests. And I think we've just set our interests and we haven't given them a, a pedestal to shine. So where one person is considered an expert, I, I believe there's a book all about the, the 10,000 hour rule. Um, until you've done something for 10,000 hours, that's when you actually become like a so-called expert um, or master at something. Um, but we forget that there's so, I mean, it's kind of like the analogy here, uh, Julie, is that I've been studying um, astrology since I was 14. And it was only up until very recently, probably the last like year and a half, two years where I started put, you know, putting astrology kind of, uh, infused into my programs. And it's kind of one of those things like, well, there's something that you're doing, something that, um, that does give you credibility. And maybe we just haven't figured out what that thing is. That's going to make you feel secure enough to be able to go out on your own and actually be the, the expert in that field. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm just so curious. Okay. So first I know you already know that you have your son in Scorpio. Most everybody knows like with their sun sign. So I'll go into the three main, uh, uh, planets. So their sun is in, is in Scorpio. Your rising sign is in Leo and then your moon is in Scorpio. It's crazy. The first thing I did when I pulled up your shot, my chart, I said, Oh my gosh, you had so much Scorpio because you also have your Mercury in Scorpio. I mean, there's just a lot of Scorpio. Did you know this? Yeah, I had a feeling. It makes sense. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess this is kind of revealing a different layer because I know we didn't look at your uh, astrological chart when we were working on your signature system. So this is actually giving me a much deeper understanding um, of just like on a soul level, um, you know, who you are. And so I want to kind of dive into that. So your son in Scorpio, that basically means that that's how you see yourself. Um, you see yourself as um, kind of like the detective. They like to get to the root of things. Uh, they're ruled by Pluto, which is a little dark planet um, who just wants people to dig deeper. Um, they have like no tolerance for stupidity. Um, they love learning, um, but they, they um, can tend to be kind of secretive, um, but they also have really high um, psychic abilities. Did you know this about yourself? I, when I listen to my intuition, it's always spot on. Um, so I, I have an inkling, but um, I definitely haven't developed that part of myself. Okay. Well, let's see. You've got your rising sign in the sign of Leo, which is obviously 
like night and day for Scorpio. But the interesting part of this is that your rising sign actually is how other people see you. So even though you see yourself as Scorpio, like every time you read a horoscope or you um, learn about all the intensity uh, that Scorpio brings, people look at you as, as rather light. Um, like Leo loves to praise other people. Um, they're highly creative. They're very organized. They're very entrepreneurial. They're a leader. They have um, vitality and vivaciousness. They, they warm up a room. Um, so it's interesting when people are looking at you, that's what they're seeing. They're not seeing all this underlying Scorpio that's inside of your chart. Interesting. Super interesting. And so your moon, your moon sign is in the sign of Scorpio, which is your emotions. So, I mean, you're kind of, you're basically, when somebody asks you your sign, you should just say, I'm a double Scorpio. Because that's really <laughs> going to tell them, like, I feel things deeply. Like, deep inside of my cells, I feel like every, like, little organism, every little neuron is going, is shifting through my body. I feel things so intensely, which is where that high intuition and that high, um, those high psychic abilities come from because of how deep everything is for them. Interesting and totally spot on. I went, I didn't know this. I'm like, I was looking at this going like, I, I think I saw you as a Leo. I was like, there's this like bubbly, like so easy to talk to, like, but then underneath the hood of the car is this like deep, um, highly educated. Um, they, you know, the thing about Scorpio is they just want to know all the facts. Like they're never going to get up there and try to just uh, wing it, if you will. They're definitely going to come prepared. Yeah. Um, nobody's going to pull one over them. That's, that's very Scorpio. Yeah, that's me too, a team. <laughs> over, over prepare. So, okay, so let's just, before I go into more, I just kind of want to talk about this concept of being credible. I think the majority um, of us um, who have been programmed to, to really feel like we need these like big credentials or this um, whatever, 10,000 hours or master credentials or whatever it ends up being. So when you think about Scorpio, they're, they're already diggers, right? So you've been digging for however many years you've been on this planet. And um, through that research, because I, when I think about Scorpio, I think about the investigator. I think about, um, I think about the person who loves to learn and they want to know that they want to know the foundational pieces about that um, subject matter. So I'm curious, what is it like, but let's not even talk about your signature system right now. It's like not even, I don't want to think about what, you know, what we had come up with um, when working together, but what is it that you are digging into in your free time? What has been like the, the catalyst that's kind of like kept the momentum because Scorpio would never be satisfied if they weren't like studying something. Yeah, that's so, it's, it's so interesting because right now I've had um, so many life changes in the past two months. Um, and it's been my introspection, which I think is really fueled. It was, you know, all <laughs> kismet, you know, that you're offering this is um, I've had a lot of loss in the past couple months. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm getting divorced. My dog died. My son moved away to college, so I'm empty nesting, um, you know, and really it's given me an opportunity to really be introspective about 
you know, what were the dynamics that led me to stay in that relationship all that time? Because it was very clear that, I, I mean, we're all where we need to be for as long as we need to be there. Um, but there were definitely opportunities for me to leave that relationship earlier. Um, and who am I if I am not a mom or a wife or, you know, this caretaker and to look at what do I value and building that life for myself that I really want and deserve. And so I feel that that's been that credibility piece also that's been missing for me, that this idea that I needed to have it all figured out before I can help other people figure it out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that introspection has really been, what is my struggle in my own journey these past couple of months? What resources do I need to help myself move forward that you know, other people might be needing as well. Um, and I, you know, hopefully I'm answering your question, but I really feel yeah. like that learning that, that introspection is through first person experience. Um, well, the thing, okay. So the thing that's so interesting, and I think everybody's kind of like shaking their head, like nodding, you know, I understand um, that you uh, are on this journey and until you've kind of in, so to speak, come out the other end, right. Come out the other side um, feeling renewed that on some level um, that's preventing you from feeling credible. Is that accurate? That would be accurate. Okay. So the thing about um, a signature system or a higher calling is that it's constantly evolving. You know, every person that I've worked with that's done signature system, like I can see them now and I can see how their signature system has evolved. I mean, I've had t numerous people tell me, oh my gosh, like I love this new business astrology thing. And I'm like, it's so funny. It's really not that new at all, but um, it's, it's constantly evolving because I'm evolving. Uh, so there is this, um, there is this fluidity uh, in our higher calling. It's never, it's never not changing. You know, it's basically a cell um, with a nucleus, with a cellular membrane, with all the neurons and the electrons and all that stuff inside, um, with the receptors, and they and they're changing based on their environment. So if you think about um, this concept of credibility that I need to come out the other end in order to be able to move forward um, with my higher calling, it's kind of not the point of what a higher calling is. Um, so let me just clarify that. So a higher calling is basically it's some of the, it's a lot of the karmic debts that we are here to work out um, in this lifetime. And I'm going to go into your, um, your North node and your South node in just a moment here. Uh, so, and we're, and there's th gifts and talents that we brought to this life, which became like natural abilities for us. But the challenge is really the North node, which is going to uh, challenge us to that next phase so I think what you're really experiencing and anybody who's listening to this that feels fraudulent that they can't like really launch into what is it they're here to do until they come out the other side, but really we come out the other side learning and teaching uh, and um, working through our karmic debts and, and it's through that um, through that, uh, what's that process of the, the, the butterfly, the worm becoming the butterfly. Osmosis? No. Is that the, osmosis? The chrysalis? Yeah. So um, I thought it was osmosis. Uh, anyway, um, so it's like we're becoming butterflies, but we don't become the butterfly until we work through our own karmic debts. So right now you're experiencing 
um, all these changes and challenges, but actually what's really happening is that you asked for this transformation. You you're basically manifesting the next steps in your higher calling. I like that perspective and I can very much see, I can very much see that that's the case because the months leading up to this big trifecta, so to speak, was very much about getting ready to release and getting ready to make space for the next things to come. So I very, I very much see what you're saying around that and agree. Okay, cool. Okay. So let's dig into some more stuff here. Let's see here. We've got, um, Okay, so we've got Saturn and Aries. I always talk about Saturn because Saturn um, is the little crack the whip planet. Um, I'm actually ruled by Saturn, if that tells you anything, like we're gonna get things done. And the thing is, is that he wants, he wants to see the effort. So you've got Saturn and Aries, which is, I'm not gonna say it's a challenging aspect, but sort of, because Aries, like it's a fire sign, um, they like to go their own way. Don't tell me what to do. Um, they also have like a nurturing aspect to them. They are very confident, um, but they also have an, like the shadow of Aries is basically that of, um, what's the best way to say that? I can't be bothered by um, the things I don't want to do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are days like that. <laughs> I mean, we all have them, but when you have Saturn in that that and uh, that sign, there is a conflict of like Saturn's like, I don't really care if you don't want to do it. I'm not going to reward you until you at least do something small, so that I can see that you're taking an effort to work towards it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I'm glad to see the whole point of this is that we can look at our shadows and like, it's not the end of the world that, you know, we have our stubborn moments or whatever those end up being. So the thing about Saturn is that if you can take the highly ambitious Aries, the, the it, Aries is actually the, the, the sign that comes up with all the big ideas. They're just not necessarily the ones that want to go and do the work to bring them to fruition, which is the next sign, which would be Taurus, right? So they're all playing on each other. Like Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. They're coming up with all the big grandiose ideas. They're freaking like, it's like, it's so interesting because like Aries, like they're the Ram. So they like put them themselves at the top of the chain, right? Because they're leaders. They're just like, I'm the, I'm the. I'm the CEO and then you guys do all of the like legwork. So they're not necessarily the ones that, that, that will implement. So there's going to be some struggle because Saturn won't let you um, succeed, if you will, unless you do some of that grunt work. Yeah, I definitely see that. And it's one of those things where, you know, I, you know, I've got like four ideas I could be working on right now. Sorry, it's, and it's, that's probably that Aries, like that big idea person, and these are the things I want to do, but there's just, there's, you know, not enough time in the day to, to get it all done, and then Saturn wants to sort of, like, let's start making, let's chip away at a little piece mm -hmm. of these every day, or, um, and then sometimes efforts stall because of, 
either the, you know, hiding behind, I don't have enough credibility or um, just there's details that I just, you know, it's just hard to deal with. Yeah. Well, let's take the word self-conscious because that's a word that's very shadow side of Aries um, as they become self-conscious, which basically plagues them from being able to move forward. So if we think about being self-conscious, the real, the only way to work through that shadow is to just step into the fear. And so those baby steps that Saturn wants to see from you, it literally could be as much as, you know, I don't know, making a two minute video and talking about um, your project. You know, it doesn't have to be selling anything at this point. It's just like, what's going to get you um, to that next phase, even if it's just a small little baby step um, of just talking about it to kind of work through the shadow of being overly self-conscious. I mean, that's a great idea. It's, and the fear that comes up for me when you say that is if I put it out there, then I need to be ready to be responsive to people who, you know, respond to that or, or need assistance. Um, so then that goes kind of back to that part that you were talking about. It's like, I feel like I need to figure it all out before I move forward. And okay. it's helpful for me to remember, like you were saying, it's constantly evolving and changing and growing. Um, and to not have to have that perfectionist tendency or at least to, to not give into that. It's so interesting because I, I do feel the perfectionism, which is funny because I don't see a lot of like Virgo in here, but I do feel like it's Aries that's just like being the stubborn one right now of just like, I don't want, I shouldn't have to do this. This is my idea. Like I want to, um, I want to bring it to market. I want to do these things. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I've got these other things that I think are more important. So on some level, I'm wondering, like, um, like, do you realize how important your work is? It's, I understand how important it is to me being in a prospective client's shoes um, and how it's everything to have that support and that accountability and that compassion and that understanding. Um, so I, I do get that it's important. Um, and I know like there's a but or an and there at the end of the sentence. <laughs> sure what that is. I guess I, I figure, I, I guess what I'm hearing is that there's really an opportunity to work positively with this Aries part um, and to help get out of my own way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other thing that I think everybody thinks we, uh, it's kind of like the big, it's like the big myth uh, that everybody thinks we've got to have our website up, um, all of our programs created before we go and launch it into the world. And I would say that if nine out of 10 times, probably 99 out of a hundred times, um, just because you do all the steps in a row and you finally feel ready how many people have pulled the big plug and done the launch and nobody showed up? Mm -hmm. Right. So if you do it the opposite where you basically start talking about all the things that you're interested, all the things that you've been studying all these years, all of your transformations and life experiences that have gotten to you where you are, what you're basically doing is you're creating an audience first before you're ready. So by the time you're ready, you already have your people. 
And does, and creating your audience first. I mean, I love that concept. And it seems that, you know, creating the audience first also helps refine your product because it's tailor-made for your audience to make sure you're taking into account their needs. Absolutely. So all of whatever you can't figure out or don't feel credible for, if people are already seeing you as the expert, it might be them being like, wow, like you really like that last video you made or that last article you wrote, Julie, about, you know, being an empty nester that really hit home with me. And then you're like, thanks. It's not like, oh, it hit home for me. Let me buy your program. No, you're just being of service. And they're basically going to let you know, like empty nesting is a real thing. And your articles are really shedding light on the, you know, the transition of what that, what that's like for somebody. I like that. It sort of takes the pressure off of having to get it all figured out and just focus on connecting, like genuinely mm -hmm. connect. I'm telling you, it's going to satisfy your moon and Scorpio because they want to dig deeper. They want the facts. They want all of those things. So if you started sharing what you're learning or what you have learned thus far, it's going to satisfy your soul. It's going to satisfy that moon sign. And when it's satisfying your moon on the people that you're meant to serve, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute, who those people are, but they get served as well. And they also get warmed up as potential kismet clients. That's awesome. It's just that in and of itself is just like a complete system, like a complete cycle or circle. So let's talk about who this person is. Okay. So you've got your 12th house uh, in the sign of cancer. Okay. So the 12th house uh, is the house of karmic debts, uh, the subconscious mind, uh, all of the mystical things of the world, those things that are uh, not so tangible, um, but they're the, the, the lessons that we're here to learn and the things that we're supposed to work out in this lifetime. So when you have it in the sign of cancer, what I like to look at in the 12th house is that your ideal customer is going through, because I, you know, you know me, I know, uh, I always say that the kismet client, the person you're meant to serve is you three years ago. And you've got it in the sign of cancer. So what that tells me is that Cancer is very family oriented. It's the mother of the Zodiac. You know, they're the ones nurturing and making, you know, they're basically very prone to being people pleasers because they love to give. It's like what fills up their soul, right? Yeah. Very, very emotional. However, when something doesn't go quite right, they just crawl back in the hole. They just crawl back in the shell of the crab and they just don't talk to anybody. They just like go into seclusion. That was me three years ago. <laughs> so this person that you're meant to serve on, emotion, on an emotional standpoint, they have, uh, the, they're the archetype of cancer. They're the nurturers. They're the mothers. They're the ones taking care of everything. They're taking care of everybody else, being people pleasers, uh, being selfless, making it about everybody else and not themselves. Yeah. Very family oriented. Even if it's not biological, they could be running a community or something. There's something um, that they're nurturing every day because it's what's giving them self-worth. It's what's filling up their, it's, it's what's fueling their higher calling to some degree. Yeah. No, it's, it's so funny because 
exactly who you're outlining. I keep being drawn to those articles about, you know, how like mothering or being the female head of the household is a second job and it's that invisible job of, um, I mean, I don't want to take too much time to talk about it now, but it's, it's that concept of how women spend just, it's, it's like another full-time job and how the burden, and it's, it's sort of silent, but it's this energetic drain. It's this physical toll. Um, mm-hmm. it, my question has continuously keeps circling back around to you over the past year. How do we alleviate, you know, that, how do we support, you know, taking this burden off or reducing this burden? Um, that's interesting. Well, I think ta- that to me is like the first article you're writing or the first video. It's like, <laughs> let's just talk about what you've been digging around. You know, how this job, you know, maybe it's just not, it's the invisible job. Yeah. You know? It's like, and it, ha- it carries all these burdens and it just keeps us, uh, you know, on this cycle of, you know, not being recognized as, um, as the duties that we do for other people. And in this case in family. So that to me is like a whole rabbit hole in itself of, uh, of, of part of your higher calling. Yeah. I, it's very much so. Okay. So let's talk, let me see. Okay. So we've got a few more minutes here. So you've got your North node in the sign of Aries. There's so much freaking Aries in here. My goodness. Um, and then your south node in the sign of Libra. Okay, so let me tell you what the difference of these are. Okay, so your south node is basically all of the gifts that you, you came to this planet with. It's basically your natural abilities, things that you just do and other people are like, how do you do that? You're like, I don't know. It's just because you've already developed that skill either from a past life and you brought it here, but it's something that's already been developed. So naturally, um, it has to do with uh, Libra. So Libra is ruled by Venus. It's the goddess of love, beauty, compassion. Um, she represents partnerships, balance, harmony, um, gentleness. Uh, she's a cardinal sign, so she's very entrepreneurial. She's loyal, all those things. So anything that has to do with either making things beautiful, um, making other people um, feel um, at home, um, anything that um, requires um, like a close friend or um, uh, I mean, loyalty, but trust is a huge thing. Um, so all of those things, you would be someone that would, um, that people could trust somebody that they would turn to. You just have a natural act knacked for, um, being compassionate towards other people. Yes. Yeah. Now the challenge or the destiny of this lifetime is your North node, which is in the sign of Aries. So we're going to talk about Aries again. So this is where, um, where we get into uh, working through your shadows, okay? So um, that anything that has to do with, I, can, I don't want to be bothered by that. Um, uh, someone else can do that. You know, I'm the idea person, whatever. So the, the goal here is how do, we, how do we take the best qualities about Aries, which is leadership, which is big ideas, um, which is uh, passion, right? All that fire just burning in your belly and turn it on its side and think about Aries as, as the relaxed entrepreneur, the person that um, trusts the universe. It has a relationship with the universe that no matter what, we're going to bring these big ideas to fruition, but you're just going to have to relax and take it easy. 
I, everything in me just clenched a little bit around that. But, <laughs> but I absolutely know that that's my opportunity. Absolutely, without a doubt, is to get out of my head and just get into the work and just and trust my intuition that this is the right path and remembering that I'm being of service. Exactly. So it's funny. I mean, we can go back to the main question was like, you know, or the main struggle, which was like, am I credible enough to do this? And I think the better question is, is how, how, how do you work through all these karmic debts um, in order to be that, that light for somebody else? And it sounds like you've already been tossing around this concept of this, of this invisible job. And sometimes we just needed um, a mirror, you know, you just needed to kind of talk this conversation through to be like, wow, I'm going to start with the invisible job. And then that can lead into the empty nest. It can lead into um, uh, supporting women in the trans uh, transition of her marriage or divorce, um, financial things. But I feel like starting point, right, that big idea for Aries is really the invisible job, right? Mm -hmm. Like the part that I can't be bothered with all these other things because I have this invisible job. But really, you're going to take it now and be like, girlfriend, let's relax and take it easy because that's one of the most important jobs. So let's honor that. And so you kind of, we're kind of mixing and matching a few of these concepts that we've talked today. But I think that's where she's also saying, you know, but I don't have time. I can't be bothered to do my nails or I can't be bothered to go to the gym or whatever the excuses are because she's been, you know, playing out her cancer archetype of like, but I'm the mama, like I'm keeping the family together. Like I'm the one doing all of this work for other people and it's stressing her out and it's causing problems in her marriage and her finances and all those things that you're here to help her through. I love that perspective about honoring that rather than, trying to shush it away or get rid of it because I think it's here to stay and it's how do we make that a positive part of our life? It's, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's the most important job you can have. I mean, I've heard from all of my friends, like it's the most rewarding, but it's the hardest, but isn't that true about anything that we feel so passionate about? There's, oh, it's the yin and yang. It's like, it's the most rewarding and it's the hardest at the same time. So how do we make sure that we don't, because you've got the natural ability, which is Libra, right? Your south node is in Libra. So you already have a natural ability of helping them see the balance, helping them see the harmony, um, helping them to understand the beauty of what they're doing and to bring credibility to that for them. Oh my gosh, this has been so transformational in how I look at my skills and talents and my process at looking at what I, I truly know in my belly is, is the work that I'm meant to be doing, the stuff that sets me on fire um, and just gets me really excited. And I feel like I definitely have a better perspective and validates some of the things that I've already known and seen and some of the work we've already done together. Um, but puts it in a fresh perspective. That's um, very empowering and energizing. Thank you so much. 
Oh my gosh, I'm so glad. I mean, it's so interesting. I, I, it's like I almost wish, or I do wish that I would have been able to read your chart. I didn't even think about it when I was doing Signature System for all those years of bringing astrology into this. And I, I feel like, like any Signature System, it's like it evolves and changes. And it's just about bringing those, those gifts that you don't have to sharpen. I mean, I'm always sharpening them because I love them, but it's something that it's the secret sauce. And I feel like if we really look at your Scorpio, which is your sun sign, to me, your sun sign, the way I refer to a sun sign is that's your secret sauce. That's not mm. something that they don't see you as Scorpio. They see you as Leo because that's your rising sign. But your secret sauce is let's dig deeper. Let's find a deeper meaning to what that invisible job really is. And that's where she's going to have that aha moment. And it's not like, there, first of all, I don't know that there is a credential that you could acquire that would, that would be Scorpio, right? That's, Scorpios have the gift of digging, asking the right questions, being an investigator. Like it's, there's a life coach perspective to it, but really it's like, you can trust me, I'm loyal, all those things of Scorpio, but the, but the, the big um, credential that you have is the ability to dig deeper into somebody and help them, you know, see the beauty of what it is that they do on this planet. Um, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm really excited. I just want to blow off the rest of my day <laughs> job today and then just get to work. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, that's better than, you know, blowing it off and, and, you know, honing into your Aries and being like, oh, I can't be bothered with that right now. Exactly. <laughs> Mission accomplished. So I just want to thank you, Julie, so much for being transparent here. I mean, I know everybody, we all have shadows and, you know, it's, it's always great when you can talk to somebody and it's, there's nothing personal taken here. It's just introspection, like you mentioned, um, about who we are as people and what we're here to do on this planet. And so I want to thank you for being a guest on the Rising Star Project. Oh, I, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an honor to always be part of your work. And, um, I just, you're, you're everything. You're such a gift to all of us and all of the talents and that you keep growing and evolving is such an inspiration, um, to me and I know everybody else. So, oh, you're so sweet. well, thank you. So thank you everybody for, uh, tuning in to this episode of the rising star project with Julie Perino. Um, if you're struggling to feeling like you don't, you don't feel credible enough, I want to encourage you to check out your astrological birth chart. Um, figure out, you know, what it is that you're here to do, because at the end of the day, it's not necessarily a credential. It's, it's really just looking at your chart in a way that, um, that kind of marries all the things that you're good at and brings, um, brings light to some of your shadows. So thank you again, Julie. Thank you for listening, you guys. Uh, my name is Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista Magazine and Botanica, and I'll catch up with you again real soon, Julie. Thanks again. Thanks again, Angel. Take good care. You too. Like many of us, we feel that we aren't credible. Therefore, we never get started. Therefore, we never fully step into our higher calling. But I want to encourage you to look at your higher calling differently. It's not about how many certifications you have or even how many credentials or hours you've spent mastering a certain skill. It has to do with your natural abilities from your south node. What is that sign? What sign? is in your self node. These are your natural abilities. These are the qualities and characteristics that you've experienced in past lives. But then I want to encourage you to look at your north node. This is your challenges. These are your destiny. These are the things that your higher calling wants you to work through. And as you work through them, 
you learn more about your topic. You learn more about who you are, and the more that you know who you are, the more that you can see what it is that you're truly brought to this planet to do. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and were able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling. If you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit, where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful kits that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon.